This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Text us anytime. Call us anytime. one 833 Jim. That's one 829 6546 Got a text message here from Drew. He says, guys, just a heads up. The government did not get the job done with education workers. Union members still need to vote. There could still be a strike. That is true. Hmm. But they have reached a tentative deal and class will be in session today. So your kids are going to school today. We got some audio here from the Global Newsroom. This is Laura Walton. She's the lead negotiator with uh, with QP, with the union. This is what she had to say last night after the tentative deal was reached. Well, you know, listen, as a mom, I don't like this deal. As a worker, I don't like this deal. As the president of the OSBCU, I understand why this is the deal that's on the table. Um, I think it falls short. I think it's terrible that we live in a world that doesn't see the need to provide services to kids that they need. But we will always put workers first. We will always put our students first. So it doesn't sound like she's thrilled. Yeah, a <laughs> begrudging compromise. And, and saying the government is not putting uh, students first. Here is Ontario Minister of Education Stephen Lecce talking about how he feels about uh, the deal. This has to be about our kids, not ourselves. Uh, we've got to put them first, and this government has demonstrated reasonableness. We've demonstrated we're going to focus on children, on their mental, physical, and academic success, and we put them first every step of the way, which is why we're able to deliver a deal in partnership with our other parties. Hold on, I thought Laura said they weren't putting the children first, but Stephen just said they are putting yeah. the children first. I, it depends on which way you look at it, because they want them in the school. Here's uh, here's lead negotiator with QP Laura Walton talking about what changed over the weekend. Basically, what we have been told by this government is that they are not willing to budge any further. We are bringing it to our members to have the vote. It is time for our Ines to be a worker-centered fight. It's always been worker-centered. It's always been worker-led. Perhaps when the members speak, this government will listen. For I know for me and my wife, this was conflicting because... Uh, we have nothing but respect for the people who work with our kids every day. But at the same time, when there's a strike and you're scrambling to find someone to look after your kids, well, you go to your job. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's not easy to do for a lot of families out there. Yeah, I think, uh, I, I think it's, it's tough in this economy um, for QP employees, but also very few employees or unions have the bargaining chip that is children. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's a very rare position to be in uh, as, a, as a union to have that lording over somebody's head. Yeah. I, I respect education workers. And also, let's, let's not forget about the custodians out there who are caught up in this as well. Shout out to all the custodians. How would we get the tennis balls off the roof of the school if it wasn't for those people? True. Glorious. Best day. Yeah. Best day of the school year was when that custodian would get up there and just start heaving tennis balls down to the kids below. Making it rain. <laughs> I am your god. He was the king. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Sad news over the weekend. We found out that one of the Power Rangers, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, go, go Power Rangers, passed away. Jason David Frank, who played Tommy on the show, died at age 49. And to talk about... Uh, Tommy, the character, the actor that portrayed him. We're joined by our friend, cosplayer, 
and Power Rangers super fan Sky Westman. Hey, Sky. Hey, thanks for having me on, Taz. No problem, buddy. So, uh, Jim and I were trying to remember all about Tommy because Tommy wasn't an original Power Ranger, right? No, he showed up in mid season, I think. Yeah, and he originally was bad. Rita Repulsa yep. had him brainwashed. He showed yep. up as the Green Power Ranger. Kicked all their butts. He kicked all their butts, and then he, he later came back. Was it the movie where he turned into the White Power Ranger? I think it was just before the movie, but that was the introduction to a lot of kids who missed those couple episodes, because that was my first time seeing him as the White Ranger. I was in that movie, and I was like, oh, I'm missing something. Yeah, the White so, Power Ranger, he, and then he became good and yeah. fought alongside the Power Rangers. Exactly. Became their leader, actually. Yep. <laughs> to, I never knew you were such a big Power Rangers guy, Taz. I'm not, a, I'm not, but it, you know what? You don't think of something for years, and then you, you know something goes off, and you're like, oh, I, I do remember watching that. Yeah, and I remember way too much of it, because I... I I watched it as a kid, and I remember being obsessed with it, but only for like a year or two. I don't really remember the details. Yeah, blurry. It was a haze. Yeah. Uh, Jason David Frank, you met him, the actor who played Tommy on Power Rangers, at uh, one of the comic conventions. Niagara Falls, was it? Yeah, I think so. I think it was like Niagara Falls, one of my first ones. And he was just incredible with the fans. He was very interactive, very happy to be there. If you don't know Sky, he is one of the premier Batman cosplayers in the world. So were you wearing your Batman costume when you yeah, met? I was wearing, I was wearing um, one of my prototype um, personalized ones with the blue belt and my contact lenses. It was really creeping people out. <laughs> okay, so what was your interaction like with Jason David Frank? Well, Adam West had um, been a guest there, too. So it was Jason David Frank and Adam West. So there was a lot of Batman cosplayers, a lot of Power Ranger cosplayers. And I was in line to go see David, Jason David Frank uh, as my Batman. And there was a Adam West Batman cosplayer with me. And we were, you know, talking bad business, as it were. And Jason sees us and, like, jumps up from his table, approaches us, and immediately tells the, uh, the Adam West cosplayer, I want to put you in an arm bar. And uh, I'm pretty he, sure he's an amazing mixed martial artist, right? Like, he, oh, yeah. A beast. He's, he's like, he was undefeated for a while there. Like, he was like just unstoppable. Quite an inspiration to the MMA uh, crowd for sure. And uh, he, I think I got a picture of him putting the, uh, the Adam West in a, 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 a very awesome wrist lock. And uh, I'm like just, sitting there agog looking at this you know power ranger and i and i'm like me too me too do me next do me <laughs> next <laughs> and uh get behind me he, put your arms around me jason david frank <laughs> Choke I, me up. I, I, I want to get beaten up by the green ranger let's do this and he's an mma fighter i'm in really good shape and i'm i'm batman he looks me up and down he, he literally sizes me up and he goes yeah no i'm not doing that to you i'm, I'm not gonna mess with you and i'm like oh wow all right and he then, I'll, I'll tell you what, um, I'll, I'll, I'll be the referee to both of you guys. I'll, uh, you, you guys get the camera over there and you go versus him and, and I'll be your referee. And that's what that picture is on my Facebook is the picture of Jason David Frank being the referee between my Batman and Adam West Batman. Do you mind if we share that picture with the Taz and Jim listeners on our Facebook you page? You go right ahead. All you right, right Sky. Ahead, 
Uh, appreciate it. It's it's a sad story. He was for, only 49 years old. Um, right. Obviously, mental health was a problem, and we just want everyone to know, if you do need to talk to somebody, there's TalkSuicide.ca, and you can call anytime, 1-833-456-4556, or text 45645. All those details at TalkSuicide.ca. And it's completely judgment-free if you're having any thoughts. You can go to that website and get some help. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. If you like dogs and you like whiskey, you may have trouble picking a side. Hmm, I'm listening. In this story here. So Jack Daniels, the whiskey company, is petitioning the Supreme Court in the U.S. to weigh in on a lawsuit. The case is about a chew toy for dogs that is a takeoff of a Jack Daniels bottle. So the chew toy, it's shaped like a whiskey bottle. And instead of Jack Daniels, it's called Bad Spaniels. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Jack Daniels label, you can picture it, the, the black with the white writing. Old number seven Tennessee sour mash whiskey is what it says on the Jack Daniels label. Bad Spaniels label says... The old number two on your Tennessee carpet. (laughs) Fun? Uh Uh-huh. This seems like it would fall under parody laws. But Jack Daniels says bad Spaniels is too close to their whiskey, and people could be confused into thinking that it's an official product from the Jack Daniels company when it's not. Mm. Now, in fairness to this, this company that makes the dog toy, they make other similar products for dogs too there's a mountain dew version called mountain drool huh? <laughs> fun these are good puns a heineken dog toy that's called heine sniffin <laughs> instead of heineken <laughs> and a stella artois version called smella our crotch <laughs> well you have the whole bar top for your alcohol dog here your alcoholic dog <laughs> i also like how all of these could be porno movies. <laughs> Same strategy, basically. Smella our crotch, Heine sniffing. <laughs> the old number two on your Tennessee carpet sounds like something you might find on Urban Dictionary. Yeah, yeah, you might see that in Germany. <laughs> that was the weekend. Well, I got an old number two on my Tennessee carpet, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so Jack Daniels wants this to be discontinued. There was a Budweiser version. That got banned in 2008. It was called Butt Wiper. Oh, I thought it was Butt Sniffer. Butt Wiper, again. Yeah. Um, but uh, the Supreme Court hasn't announced whether or not they're actually going to hear this case. And you're right. If this, if this case is heard by the Supreme Court, could set a precedent, and all sorts of parody products could be pulled from the shelves. Just like the pornos. Like, seriously, like how yeah. many Family Guy pornos or satires? And how many, like, T-shirts with, like, close to a logo, but it's a joke? You know, how many right. of those did you used to see and still do sometimes? How many Family Guy pornos have you watched, Jim? I haven't watched any of them, but you don't remember that one? No. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Oh, boy. Starting to worry about you, Jim. Why? I'm on a streak, Taz. If uh, if you have someone in your office with a British accent, they may be late for work today. 
<laughs> World Cup underway. We're just talking soccer with Devin Peacock. Uh, yeah, England and Iran playing right now. Are we? Is this like the Olympics where we're not allowed to say the score when the um, games are going on? No, I think you are. Because there is only like one match at a time. Well, maybe people, if you're listening and you plan on watching this later today, just turn the radio down for a second. England is up one nothing. Mm-hmm. So one nil. One nil. Sorry, I still say one nothing all the time, and I always I'm used get to, chirped. I'm used to hockey scores. Yeah. One nil. One nil. Get all these English people jumping down our throats. And Jim. <laughs> Quickly put a bet on England moments ago. Well, I'm not a sports expert, Taz, but I little signs, you know, I say this is a game I should bet on. And uh, about five minutes into this game, I saw that one of the English players took out one of the or took out the Iranian goalie. So they're coming out a, cr- a cross ball, and there's a big collision. The goalie stayed down for a bit. I think he got took out of the game. So I said, now it's time. Now it's time to bet on so England. So you jumped online and made I a did. bet quickly. I did. I I put a big bet down too. I put a I put a hundred dollars down. Just, I had a feeling. Jim's like, I put $100 down, Taz. It pays $130. I'm like, wow. So, Iran is favored in this game? And no, they, no. Because you, it pays $30. It but pays $30. $100 is gone, so you get back $130. You're gonna, you've risked $100 to win $30. Well, England is one of the best teams. Yes. I, Iran is well, easily it. one of the worst. But what happens if Iran somehow miraculously wins? You lose $100. That's why you gamble. <laughs> Obviously. It's not written in stone here. And by the way, England up one nothing. Great call. I bet you their backup goal no, is terrible. They're up 1-0. 1-0. <laughs> I want to see you peacock, cock, cock, you peacock, cock, you peacock, cock, cock, you peacock. I want to see you peacock, Time for sports. Our sports guy is Devin Peacock. He's here. Hey, Dev. Hey, guys. NFL over the weekend. I was so close to calling you when Buffalo was losing to the Cleveland Browns at the start of that game. Uh, Me? No, uh, Dev. Remember Dev on Friday? Bet big on the Bills. Well, my Survivor League, I decided to take the Buffalo Bills. Mm -hmm. And there was a moment of uncertainty (laughs) there. And I was just going to let you know, you get all the credit, yet also all the blame if it goes the other way. Uh, Fortunately... The Bills pulled it out, and they looked good in the second half. They looked really good in the second half. Uh, I was a little worried that maybe it went with the Giants because uh, the Lions beat the Giants. I've How been, about that, huh? I've been a big Giants guy this year. Still am. One loss doesn't change anything. However, I, I was a little worried that, oh, man, Taz could be mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to take the Washington Commanders. And they would have been a great pick that as well. was a well. great pick, yeah. They, uh, they had a huge game uh, against the Texans. Also, you had a high score between the Bengals and the Steelers. Are the Bengals the most unreliable good team in the league right now? That's a great way to describe them. I hate the Bengals just for that reason, because you never really know which Bengals team is going to show up. Is it the team that can block? Is it the team that can play? Or is it the team that just can't seem to do anything right? And on Sunday, they did a lot of things right. Now, let's also... uh, Look at who they were playing. Pittsburgh Steelers are not the best version of the Pittsburgh Steelers this season. Still, you're supposed to beat a team like Pittsburgh, and they did it convincingly. Well, tonight we got the 49ers versus the Cardinals. San Fran heavy favorites. Do you think the Cardinals have a chance to upset? I don't. I think uh, San Francisco wins this one pretty comfortably. Great cup last night. The Argos 
Big win for Toronto. Come from behind win. Chad Kelly, the nephew of uh, Buffalo Bills legend uh, Jim Kelly, coming on in relief for the Argos uh, to lead them to the win. I'm a Toronto guy. I'm a Jim Kelly Buffalo Bills guy. Uh, oh, boy. I don't want to upset uh, the cer- I don't want to upset a certain fan base out there, but uh, <laughs> it was kind of nice to see. You're never welcome at Tim Hortons Field again, Dev. <laughs> so now Chad Kelly has more championships than Jim Kelly. He this does. doesn't seem fair. <laughs> he does. It's a it's a family championship. Sure, I mean, everybody wins. This also means Chad Kelly gets to be in the Hall of Fame, so it kind of hmm. goes both ways because Jim Kelly's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, just maybe maybe he doesn't want to wear the ring to Thanksgiving this year. Just show some respect to Uncle Jim. Congratulations, I guess, to the Toronto Argonauts. Thanks, Dev. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Wakanda forever. 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 <laughs> Had another big weekend at the box office. Have you have you seen it, Jim? You, no. I uh, I was debating going seeing it, but then I heard it was almost three hours long, and I said, mm, not right now. Come on, really? Yeah. I think it's two hours and 41 minutes, I think, totally. And from all the reviews I've heard, way too long. Is it good, though? Uh, I don't know. I think I think the original Black Panther was, like, good, as in, like, it was fine, and it fit in with the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but it, it didn't, it wasn't outstanding, so I wasn't necessarily jazzed to see the second one. There was parts of the first one I really enjoyed. I, the middle I, of the I pack, always like I always best. like a villain that you kind of agree with. Yeah, that was the only good part. I would say he was cool, Killmonger. His, yeah, yeah. Uh, his motivation. Yeah, it was interesting. But I'm assuming he's not in the new one. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Didn't he kind I'm of? Sure. Spoiler alert, die at the end of the first one? <laughs> well, I think the new one, it's like there's a lot of heartfelt tributes to Chad Boswick, Bozeman's Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman's character. Um, but I think it also bogs the movie down and, and slows everything down, although it's nice. But they I, allegedly they wrote the script before he died, and then they try to mash two scripts together, and it doesn't work. I'm going to see it. Mm-hmm. I just haven't had the time either. Now that I know that it's three hours, holy moly. Yeah. It's a commitment. Dial it back, Marvel, or all the superhero movies. They're all How about just two and a half hours. In general. Movies, it, it's like they think that if you, people, more people will go to the theater if you make a movie longer nowadays. Are they trying to sell more popcorn? Is that like keep them there longer? Because every movie is over two hours. I like an hour 26 movie. You get a refill on the popcorn, so that doesn't make sense. You're losing Free? money. I think most this theaters <laughs> most theaters do what free refills on popcorn. Mm. Actually, a friend of ours, you know this guy too, he would save his popcorn bag and fold it up after a movie, and he would just bring it in his pocket for the next time he went to the movies. <laughs> and so he would cheap. unfold it. Now, that's, in his defense, it is $12 a bag of popcorn, so, you know, I kind of get it, but boy, oh boy, I wonder how haggard that bag looked after about three times. <laughs> He'd tape it up, there'd be holes <laughs> in the side of it. <laughs> we don't even make this bag anymore. Here's some movie news. Indiana Jones 5, we know this is happening. Harrison Ford is going to play Indiana Jones one more time. We got a little sneak peek at the plot over the weekend. Apparently, the movie's going to take place in the 1960s, um, but Indy still finds himself fighting the Nazis somehow. Love it. 
It's set against the backdrop of the space race between the U.S. and the Soviet Union. There are ex-Nazis working on the moon landing program, and that is true. That there, is true, yeah. There were ex, ex-Nazis working on that project. But the question Indy has is, how ex are they? Oh, I'm in! I am so in. I love this stuff. How can you not see this movie? It looks good. <laughs> well, it sounds good. I haven't seen any. How can any you visuals. not see oh. this movie, Jim? Come I on, see. good one. <laughs> <laughs> Come but this on. that plot sounds good. I love. I, I want to see Indiana Jones fighting Nazis. That is. That's what I like. I'm surprised you're going back to the space stuff because after Crystal Skull, you know, you had the alien. Oh yeah, angle to that, and some I never people were complaining one. about. Uh, the alien stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if it's aliens or just like punching Nazis in spacesuits. That could be fun too. Sounds awesome. Why don't you try and find another little jingle there instead of that peacock? It's really annoying. And I'm getting sick of listening to it. Get rid of that peacock. You want to see your peacock? Got, got. I want to see your peacock. Got, got. It's sports time. Devin Peacock is our sports guy. He's here. Dev, uh, you got the World Cup underway. Host team Qatar losing to Ecuador in the opening match. Lost to Ecuador and Ecuador beating Qatar and they are pretty much a one-player team. Valencia scored for them uh, twice yesterday. He has scored their last five goals in World Cup competitions. So as he goes, so does Ecuador. So uh, you're seeing a lot of Valencia jerseys in the streets of Ecuador. I'm assuming <laughs> it's it's a Valencia country. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> Jim, did you place any money on the the first game? I did. I was in my mind. I went, okay, there's no way Qatar's going to win. The only reason they're in this tournament is because they're the host city or the host country. But then I thought, they're also the most corrupt host country of all time. <laughs> so Ecuador isn't the richest country in the tournament either. So maybe they paid some of the, the players off. <laughs> Obviously not Valencia, but anybody else on the team who's not making the money. So then I, I did bet on Qatar. Because there's also a stat that the, world, the, that the host country has won every opening game since the World Cup has started. So I thought, Qatar, they, they, Qatar can't take a black eye like this. But they did. And they lost. How much did you lose? Ten dollars. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> and I also bet I was chirping you for saying that Canada might win the World Cup, and you said you were going to put a hundred dollars yeah. down. I got t- I got tempted. I put twenty five dollars down on Canada to win. <laughs> well, it could be a good bet because uh, there's big news for Wednesday's game when Canada plays. Uh, Belgium. Belgium for the first time. Romelu Lukaku has been ruled out of the first two matches for Belgium. So uh, he will not, he's their striker. He will not be playing against Canada or Morocco. And I've been listening to a couple podcasts and just kind of diving into some of the other uh, teams. And like striking seems to be a real issue for like some countries get a bit older with their strikers. A lot of midfields are pretty strong. So if you find a team that you can score against or that can really score, you could go far in the World Cup. Canada's young. Uh, they play energetic style. Maybe they can surprise Belgium. Maybe they can surprise Croatia and uh, get through the first round here. If I'm they, feeling a little bit more confident. If they do win, 25 bucks gets you f- over 5000 
So I'm hoping they get out of the first round, then they offer you like a couple hundred. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) which would be nice. I'll take that. Well, I'm sure all the fake fans in the stands are going to enjoy those (laughs) matchups. You heard that? They're they're bringing in fans uh, because nobody wants to go to Qatar and watch the World Cup. There's uh, there's a guy on TikTok apparently going around to people wearing jerseys, asking them basic questions about the jerseys of the home country they're supposedly wearing, and they just (laughs) cannot answer. Oh man, (laughs) ten bucks a day and three square meals to watch soccer games sounds like pretty. Good gig. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> Thanks, Dev. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Talking about this uh, list that just came out. It is the most road rage incidents in Ontario. North York, number one on the list. So mm. they're really road raging in, in North York. Then Hamilton, Brampton, Mississauga, Scarborough, Brantford, Etobicoke, Toronto, Kitchener. You got London coming in at number 10. When it comes to road rage incidents. So we uh, opened up the phone line, said, give us a call if you have a story about road rage driving in one of those cities. And this is what we got. Hey, Taz and Jim. Uh, it's Jesse calling. How's it going? You got a road rage incident to tell us about? Yeah, it was uh, it was in London at uh, Trafalgar and Highbury. And uh, basically, I was waiting to turn right onto Highbury. And it was one of these uh, HVAC installation companies in London. I won't name which one. But uh, I had plenty of room. I had probably five or six car lengths to make my right turn onto Highbury. And uh, one of these guys must need to get to an install or something. And he (laughs) gave everything his parcel van had to get up on my rear end and honk at me as much as he possibly could. Uh I mean, I pushed my pedal down pretty good, but somehow his parcel van got right up on me and it made me... Pretty upset. So what'd you do? Um, pretty much was just fuming to my girlfriend in the passenger seat. I didn't take it out on him. I was considering brake checking him after I got away from him, but I, I don't want to. <laughs> the old brake check. Yeah, you know what, you know what no. happens when you brake check someone? They run into your car. And yeah. Is that a punishment for them or you? And if they have a dash cam, you're screwed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I do, I do have a dash cam myself just in case, so... Well, it's good your girlfriend was there. She's like your uh, road rage therapist, you know? She was my angel, angel on my shoulder. Yeah, saves you from yourself out there <laughs> on the road. Yeah, definitely. It never pays to engage. No, no. I don't, I, you can rarely get a win out of that situation. Last thing you need is to get, get stuck at a red light and somebody gets out of the car with a golf club because you gave them the finger, you yeah, know? Yeah, And I think we have time for one more road rage story. Go ahead. <laughs> I was driving up the uh, 403 in Hamilton, and this guy is going super slow like probably 50 or 60. Oh, my God. And everybody, there's like huge lineup behind them. So I pull up beside him, and I go to honk my horn, and I honk it. And the dude looks over at me, and I look over. I give him the thumbs up. His woman was looking for something in between his legs down. He's like, maybe she dropped Oh, her cell phone, probably. Oh, okay. Yeah, He's got the loose, loose pockets. Yeah. Yeah. So he was a distracted a driver. Yeah, yeah. So you showed him the <laughs> thumbs up. What did distracted. he show you? He gave me a thumbs up back. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just kept going. I think that's the, the complete opposite of road rage. Yeah, yeah. Probably, but I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> Cheers, you guys are awesome. Yeah, appreciate it. <laughs>
I would have, I would have, if I could get close enough to his window, I would have given him a high five. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim podcast. Some lucky Taz and Jim listeners got to meet the Sheepdogs on Friday in London, Ontario, at uh, London Music Hall, and I was fortunate to be the the host from the radio station to bring them in there. And nice. I snuck my family in with me. <laughs> You know, my kids, big Sheepdogs fans, Jim. Absolutely. It was the gray man's first concert. My soon-to-be six-year-old son loves the Sheepdogs. Uh, it was like a, a full nighttime, I think it was a 19-plus show, and we just snuck him in the back door. <laughs> a little mustache. <laughs> yeah, I was going to put one on him. Hello, sir. <laughs> uh, the Sheepdogs are great, though. The meet and greet, uh, Sam the drummer gave drumsticks to, to Grayson. Hmm. Uh, Ryan said, hey, you guys want to come up on stage with the kids and take some pictures with the instruments? Cool. Yeah, super nice guys. And then Grayson laid down a beat. They're like, this kid's got it. Get him in the band. <laughs> Sign him. Never should have gave him your sticks. You're out of a job. <laughs> uh, They're tight, though. If you get a chance to see the Sheepdogs perform, they're a tight rock and roll band. And kudos to, to my little guy. He uh, he did a good job rocking and rolling. Yeah, because it's a long day. Because he was there the meet and greet meet all and greet, through like the whole basically night. Basically four thirty. Then we went for dinner. We came back around eight thirty, and he, he would not. I kept saying, "Buddy, you want to go? We can go anytime." No, Daddy, we're staying till the end. <laughs> so eleven o'clock, he's sitting there fighting to keep his eyes open. Sure. We did have him all jacked up on root beer because <laughs> there's an A and W. Uh, takeout window in the London Music Hall if you've never been there. It's a nice yeah, little yeah. system they have. So we gave him the, the biggest root beer we could find and, <laughs> and kept him going until 11 p.m. Nice. When he got in the car, did he pass out immediately on the ride home? Uber home. Yeah. Uh, my father-in-law, Igor, was with us. So uh, three of us and Grayson was just like bobbing. His head <laughs> was going down, coming back up. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, he was out like a light when he got home. Slept until eleven a.m. the next day. Whoa, unheard of! <laughs> Rock and roll ain't no simple thing, Jim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but you know what? Well, this is what my dad would say when I had to get up in the morning after a concert. Well, you gotta, you gotta soar with the out. What is it? No, if you want to hoot with the owls, you gotta, you gotta soar, soar with, with the, the eagles. eagles. Yeah. Get up and do your chores, kid. It's yeah. 6 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Time to shovel the laneway. Kudos to the Sheepdogs. Great show on Friday. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast.